cannabis topics in less than 10 minutes. Let's go. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of The Dime. I'm Brian Fields, and with me, as always, is Kellen Finney. And this week, we've got a very special guest, John Yang, CEO of Trees. John, thanks for taking the time. How are you doing today? Doing great. Thank you for inviting me, Brian. What was the early origin of the idea? What sparked you to kind of come into the cannabis and build Trees? Yeah, so um, I'm always a uh, problem solver, solutioning type of mentality. My personal background actually didn't come from one of uh, cannabis, right? It's more of... Uh, using some technology to solve for SMB problems. Uh, that, those were in my teen years, uh, growing up in a very small town called Reno, Nevada. Uh, father owned a computer shop. You know, used to be able to buy a personal computing for um, four thousand dollars, and then soon you have to figure out, well, what do you do with that box that just cost me four thousand uh, dollars? Quickly, I learned that, oh wow, you could do a lot for these small businesses, right? For the lawyer, uh, for the lawyers, for the dentist offices. Connectivity, displacing pen and paper processes. Uh, it was actually at the um, you know around the mid nineties uh, where internet, emailing, networking all came to be. So I just got to see how much technology could solve uh, pain points, and then transitioned my career into more of the consulting variety, doing the same but doing it for Fortune five hundred companies. So I had the luxury of understanding technology for SMB, technology for more of the dinosaurs in the Fortune five hundred space, uh, and you know, come full circle for the cannabis market where it's emerging. It's largely SMB trying to grow into the Fortune 500s into the future, but without purpose-built software. So luckily, I uh, ran into my co-founder who does come from the cannabis space, a vertical operator doing it for almost two decades, uh, and met him at his very busy dispensary here in Northern California, Hayward to be specific. At that time, it was, you know, how do you transact more uh, tickets within a four or 500 square foot retail space. You were tapped out because you didn't have technology. You know, pen and paper can only take you so far. Um, so just the lure of solving for an entire industry, solving from the ground up, had not having a lot of competitors and doing it with a purpose-built software. Here we are on this on the show. What percentage of operators are using data to make, let's say, informed decision? And what percentage of operators have no idea and are not using any sorts of data just from a generalization standpoint? I think 100% would claim that they use data, right? Obviously, the data is there. Like in some <laughs> some shape or form, it's there. And if you pull or survey or ask anybody that's employed, like, are you using data? And the answer is no. Like, their job is at risk, right? So generally, <laughs> it's 100%. But how are they using it? How tough is it to use it? Those are the key critical uh, questions to, to kind of drill into. Because data can just take into a lot of different pigeonholes, right? I would have to guess that you know only 20%, typical 2080 uh, rule, but only 20% using it correctly. And, and those rely on, a, uh, on somewhat of a, a good team to put it together because just putting things together takes a lot of time. Do you think there's any correlation between training and kind of getting a bud tender up to speed and understanding that there's certain, let's say, one or two metrics early on in their career that you can kind of focus on to help them kind of get acclimated to the industry? Yeah, I think training largely is, you know, SOP driven that meets certain corporate needs or uh, store needs, right? We, we as a software provider just needs to make it as dumb, simple as possible, but also make it just moldable towards the various 
goals and, and SOPs that a, t- a particular org might have. So it's less training on the tree software. It's more training on how do you make an impact to, to the company. So we talked about average order volume being a key metric. Does that vary state by state? And is that location by location? How how specific and how, let's say, wider can these data analytics get? It certainly does vary state by state. In New York, uh, I think I read that the uh, half a gram vape was going for $95 or something like something crazy like that. Right? Only one store, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. But it was still buying that. Uh, maybe it's a novelty item. And then you drive what three hours or whatever hours it takes to get to mass, and you know the price has crashed in half. Um, so it's going to vary state by state. I think obviously like gas prices vary state by state, right? Just consumer wallets vary state by state. So yes, it's absolutely going to be different. Do you see certain types of companies being more interested in the data analytics, like the bigger companies, or is it smaller ones, or it's kind of a mixed bag of all? Uh, big companies um, definitely are uh, curious and and have invested a lot of time and money into into their data. Many of those have their own data teams to consume it because they also have to tie. You know, like for us, we want to make sure out of the box we have everything the retail team and the retail management team has, um, but. The larger companies are vertical, right? So they may take what we have in our retail platform and compile it with the vertical side or other data sources. Um, so they do a lot with it. On the smaller, once it's smaller side, that's relative, right? Some of these SMBs are doing very high volume. It's about more about the culture within there. Um, if you're still getting away in, in in certain markets, you can with the growth side, with just dollars coming in, you may care less about that bottom line still, depending on the markets you're in. But I think increasingly, even the smaller teams are asking us about, you know, what could we do more uh, with your software? So on the website, I read, we build fast and listen closely because our success is tied to yours. Why is that critical? And what does that mean to you? We just, again, hold a lot of responsibilities, right? Like I, I, I joke a bit about getting phone calls second or third week of January about things that change, but we have to pay attention and keep up to speed well ahead of that. Because if you tell Point of Sale or any software company that there's things that need to change and it has to change tomorrow, Inevitably, the answer is no, because if we want to do it right, um, it's, it's going to take more than 24 hours of turnaround. Um, but we also understand, even from our you know, foundational days early in the early years, uh, we had to listen to the customers. Our, our, the, the one main advantage of Trees is we just have a singular focus on uh, our customer, and that's the retailer. We don't listen to the suppliers. We don't listen to anybody else. We're not multi-tracked. We're just the great point of sale that serves our retailers. And if, if we do that well, then we also need to listen intently to our customers and their needs across markets, across operator types, and be as fast as we can to, to their needs um, within the software. What's one feature request you get a lot, but you'll never build? <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, sending text messages. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> John, what's one factor statistic building in the cannabis industry that most would not? <laughs> tax rates is, is super high. If you add them all the tax rates, closer to eighty percent. I don't know how shocking that is to, to to the trio here on the call, but I think that would be shocking if someone, no one ventured into the cannabis space. Yeah. And that jumps at me as a as a stat. What's the future roadmap for trees? Uh, as I as I said earlier, how do we? Further reduce uh, the labor um, needs on on the hour side, on just uh, the employee side. You know, get back to some of our roots on the workflow, right? Like if we can impact the industry today, it's it's reducing labor, it's reducing hours, reducing manual inputs, uh, having even cleaner data. Now that we've uh, really figured out, honed in now, how to simplify it to empower every stakeholder, there's still that element of cleanliness of the data. And that can only be impacted by automating some of the workflows before it becomes a report, before it becomes a dashboard. When you got started in the cannabis journey, what did you get right? And most importantly, what did you get wrong? 
we definitely got right on on the workflow. Definitely just affecting the consumer journey from start to finish, and then us also affecting uh, the retailer um, journey from start to finish uh, across the different uh, employee types. I mean, we definitely got that right. Um, what we got wrong is absolutely trying to build too much, too much, trying to build up to see the sale and all that, and chasing what we thought is a shiny object, what we thought is needed to open up a vertical state like Arizona and elsewhere. Being the best of breed is still the right path, regardless of the TAM issues that exist in our space. Before we do predictions, we ask all of our guests, if you could sum up your experience in a main takeaway or lesson learned to pass on to the next generation, what would it be? Having an open mind and and, and just discussing things with even your competitors early, very early on and just figuring out how to be best of breed. Like I think that would have solved a lot of our pain points. It would, would have reduced a lot of unnecessary competitors and or um, just companies in general because we're wasting very valuable uh, resources. Prediction time. John, sometimes negative events influence a company to take measures to improve in the future. What events could arise in the future that will draft, drastically shift cannabis companies to adopt data-based insights aggressively? I think like any drastic changes, and I don't think of it as database adoption, but I think drastic changes will still come in more of a regulatory sense. Like, are you prepped for interstate commerce? Are you prepped for some some more like payment solutions? Are you are you prepared for a variety of different tax changes that's upcoming? And they will all come. They will all surprise us, right? So those are things that uh, will influence some form of adoption, uh, negative, positively or negatively. So I, I think it's less on the database side, but I think it's just all around uh, awareness. So John, for our listeners, they want to get in touch. They want to learn more about trees. Where can they find you? Yeah, go to our site, trees.io, T-R-E-E-Z.io. New site, new facelift, but just more content. We have a a big dedication this year to just having good good content from our blogs from, you know, within LinkedIn, just within the social airwaves, uh, but with content that has substance, right? That's driven by data, that's driven with some trend analysis, and hopefully just being a good steward for for this industry overall. Awesome. We'll link it up in the show notes. Thanks for taking the time. This was fun. Guys, if you've enjoyed this podcast over the last few years, can you please take three minutes or less and leave us a quick review on Apple or Spotify? All reviews make a massive difference for us and help other people like you find this podcast. From the bottom of our hearts, thank you. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. I'm Joyce Gerber, the creator and host of the award-winning podcast, The Canna Mom Show. And we are on a mission to enhance the impact women have on this industry as business professionals, healthcare providers, policy advocates, caregivers, moms, by sharing and preserving their stories of love and kindness, wisdom, and hope. I am so grateful to have found my tribe of Canada podcasters right here on PodConnex and look forward to our work of crushing the stigma around cannabis and caregivers and building this new industry together.